It's showtime. Do you want to thank you for coming all the way up here to see me? That's a tale that is Because you're living in Flick City. Ring-a-ling, ding-ding. Hello and welcome to Flick City, the official podcast of the real movie capital of the world. I am one of the two mayors. My name is Mayor Eric Halloween. And I am Mayor Jeremy the Butcher. Love it. I, you know, I like Jeremy the Butcher. It's it's like... Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Like, obscure enough to where like you know the real heads know but it's also right. it's got a nice ring to it plus you yeah. uh work as a butcher that's your job yeah oh yeah i mean plus i'm also like uh covered you know wrist deep in blood and guts all of the time yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty gross you also smell pretty foul usually because yeah. you're just covered in remains of animals yeah, right. And every time I go to take a shower, it's just more animal guts come out of the shower head. Yeah, you got to talk to your plumber. Uh, <laughs> but we are uh, we are a podcast, and this is a podcast that's been going for ages, but we've rebranded. If you're a newcomer, welcome. Welcome to Flick City. Uh, we think you're going to like it here. We've got uh, a great community going on over here at Flick City. We are a uh, community that loves uh, movies television and uh we are going to be talking today uh the main topic of the show is going to be the uh three-part documentary Mm -hmm. series on on max i almost i almost called it hbo it's called max uh, that sucks. By the way, I I hate that. Like me more too. And more. I hate that. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100. percent It's not good. And also, like Max is. I mean, maybe we'll get into it on that episode. But it's really struggling. Really? Right okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, you know, we are uh, talking about uh, telemarketers. Uh, before we get into that, uh, you know, we we have the Patreon plug, but. Jeremy, before we do that, I would like to uh, start the show with uh, you know just a couple of couple of news items. You know, in the Uh-oh. world of cinema, we have uh, um, you know if you are a relatively new listener, we have uh, in the past uh, covered the works of people like Martin Scorsese and Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, and mm-hmm. you know these are these are the uh, uh, a lot of these characters uh, will uh, you know come up in our in our. Uh, topics of discussion. Uh, so in the world of Sandler, Jeremy, I, I have to issue an apology to our listeners. Oh? So we talked about on the last episode, we talked about the, uh, I think it's called, I am so not inviting you to yes, my bot mitzvah. mitzvah. Yes. So that episode has not aired yet. Uh, it will be coming out uh I mean, as you're hearing this, you will that episode will be out. But uh, that episode uh, is unfortunately going to be coming out after that movie uh, started, and on that episode, or after it premiered, and after the, uh, on that episode, we discussed the movie uh, 
more of predictions about it, more of a just like discussion of two guys who haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, right. Yes. So I, I just want to address that on the show. Uh, I think we'll, uh, I don't know if we'll cover it as like a main topic, but uh, I think I'll probably be checking this one out. I know Pizza Party Queen enjoyed it. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it uh, in the future, but uh, yeah. yeah, looks it looks uh, it looks good. It's getting good reviews as well, and um, probably you know, yeah. So uh, I'm excited to check it out myself. You know, it actually might be a good uh, a good Patreon thing to do as well, since we've got couple of Sandler heads over there. But uh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, Sandler and Scorsese and our old podcast, Little Marty, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. It's approaching, my dude. I know. We, uh, how excited are you for this? I'm actually really excited. I'm really excited. And uh, I think I, I would like to propose that we uh, we do a, an episode on the main show as, as like the, the main sure. topic. We'll talk about yeah. Uh, that movie's coming out October 20th, 2023. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- you know, the Halloween month, October, I call it the Halloween month. Uh, it's like, it, once September rolls around, it's already there. It's already here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, uh, wake me up when that month ends so that I can celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Now you know you know what I like. To, September is sort of like uh, what's what's it called when there's like September is like the opening act of like the Halloween. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the the prologue. Yeah, the prologue. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but so I don't know if you've read about this yet, Jeremy. It's been uh, there's it's been reported since I think May. There's, uh, there's been articles about it, but there is another. Leo and Scorsese uh, adaptation of, I guess, the guy who wrote the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, another oh, adaptation yeah? of one of his works. It's called The Wager. And it is about, uh, from my understanding, it's a nonfiction book about a shipwreck in which a bunch of the people, I guess, like start to eat each other or something. Oh, it's like nice. a survival shipwreck movie. And That's cool. Yeah, I think that's very cool. And I don't think that Scorsese's ever done like a survival movie like that before that I could think of, you know? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good um that's a good question. But yeah, I'm definitely anything he's going to do, you know, in his you know, I and I hate to bring this up, but you know, Scorsese getting up there in years just like all the the movie brats of the 70s. Yeah. You know, it doesn't probably have, you know, he has a finite number of films left. And so anything he wants to do, I'm just elated, you know, so excited for, um, uh, definitely, uh, you know, this, this movie, the wager, uh, I I also see on his IMDb, he's, uh, maybe going to direct a movie about Roosevelt, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio as Theodore Roosevelt, you know? Right. Uh, uh, I'm less excited about that as I am the shipwreck movie where people eat each other, but... Right, right, yeah, it. same, same. Um, you know what movie uh, I didn't like? And I was like, when it came out, I was like pretending 
Like, uh, and even now I'm like, man, I feel like I'm not a true film liker for not liking this movie. Uh, I thought Lincoln was like extremely boring. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's so funny because we're covering Spielberg over on the Patreon for Spielberg summer. Get into it. A heat wave's coming and that heat wave has a shark. But uh, anyway, uh, Lincoln is uh, interesting because it's that got that performance in it, my man. I know. That, that I know. Daniel Day performance, which is so good. But then, yeah, historical drama. Those just have to be such a specific kind of thing for me to be really into it. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, agreed. Um, so, Leo Scorsese, do you think? Uh, do you think the inspiration for covering uh doing a, a shipwreck movie jeremy uh do you think scorsese was inspired by our bonus episode on the movie open water 2 from last year uh, yeah i think definitely definitely that's the case yeah the timeline uh seems to seems to add up you know yeah we released and, and- the episode last summer <laughs> Uh, six months later, there's news stories about uh, Scorsese doing a, a movie about people lost at sea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. open water too. That what a time! What a time to be alive that was when we were covering that. Uh, that you was pitched that movie so well, which is just like, what if people fell off a boat and they couldn't get back on? <laughs> That's it. the The whole premise of the movie Open Water Two, and I encourage everyone listening to. A watch that movie and then B yes. listen to our bonus episode. Uh, the 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 premise of the movie is <laughs> these people go on this like boat in the middle of the ocean and go for a swim and they forget to put the ladder down <laughs> to get up. <laughs> so it's uh it's good stuff. But uh, yeah, speaking of the uh, oh, I was gonna go and uh, just just take a, a little glance, Jeremy. At uh, you know, it's September now. This this episode's probably coming out uh, the first uh, week of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to take it just a quick gander at some of the films we have to look forward to this month. Uh, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. Out here, I'll post this in the in the chatteroo. Wait, is there still a chat? I hate Discord so much. I know, Discord's really, just like Max, it's just been fucking up, you know? Yeah, everything, there's an update every time we record, and it gets worse every time. I've never seen, anyway, uh, so we've got the, uh, Jeremy, you excited for the Paw Patrol movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm about as excited for that as I am the Taylor Swift, the Eras tour movie. Huh. I feel like that's something that I'm going to end up having to watch like around my uh, family at Christmas or something. Yeah, and you're going to uh, like it. I'll probably think it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not something I'll watch on my own. Uh, I, I got to be honest, like we talked about Saw 10 last week, and I think that's mm-hmm. the one I'm most excited for oh, September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some, there's some quite a few horrors. We've got the, uh, did you ever see the first Nun movie? I, I, we didn't watch that, did we? No, no, I saw it by no, myself. I, it was during the movie pass days, though. I remember because yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, I left in the middle of it. That's why I remember it was in the movie pass days because I was like, movie pass. the 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 first like run of movie pass was a good enough deal where I would just walk out of movies halfway through if I thought sure, they sucked. Sure, sure. 
The Nun was one of those. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, hey, yeah, we're, I'm, we're I'm both excited it, about it. Uh, My Big Fat Greek, Greek Wedding 3, too, right? I haven't seen the first two, so I'll, I might be skipping that one, too. Uh, I'm looking over at uh, this Nick Cage movie, The Retirement Plan. Looks a little interesting. Um, maybe. Uh, Expendables 4. Okay. Could be could be something. It lives inside. Don't know what that is. I'm looking at the AMC app to see like coming soon, you know, because I got this. I'm an A-lister, not to brag, sure. but uh, I definitely subscribe to that uh that service. Oh, uh, here's something interesting that I actually will be checking out for sure. They live the 30th anniversary. Um, of that film, 35-year, 35th anniversary of that film. Uh, They're going to be screening it at AMC theaters. Um, So, yeah. Where does They Live? They Live is the John Carpenter movie with, uh, I think, Roddy Roddy Piper. It's like a sci-fi kind of action movie uh, from back in the day. And September 3rd, it looks like it's going to be playing in select screens, so I'm going to go check that out. It's a special event. Um, uh, they did that with the movie Old Boy. Old Boy came out, re, you know, was re-released in theaters here, uh, and I went to go see that great screening of Old Boy. Hadn't seen it in a long time. Gonna be uh, gonna be checking out They Live. Never seen They Live though. Always wanted to. This looks like this looks like a good opportunity. Yeah, I uh, this is I'm looking at stills from it. This has been on my must-watch list for years, and I haven't uh, gotten around to it. So yeah, yeah. 88 came out right to right before I was born, you know. Yeah. Right there in the in like the tail end of the Reagan era. Yeah, man, the glory yeah. days. Glory days. <laughs> uh yeah, anyway, so uh September we're coming for you. I don't know. We're, yeah. we're October uh, though. October looks great. Like we'll, you know, when we do this in a month again, yeah. We should uh we should talk october things we're excited to see because there's a lot coming out both uh david fincher and scorsese have a new movie coming out love it so um well i'm taking it month by month here jeremy i'm not even gonna think about any movies coming out in october yet uh sure right now i'm a september guy uh jeremy we have uh if you're i'm not sure if you've heard it yet perhaps you have we have a new theme song. We have, uh, I, I even made, Jeremy, I made like transition music for the pod. Oh, man. Look at you. Outro you're like, music. Uh, you're like this big, this, uh, this, um, like post production auteur. Oh, yeah. I put reverb on my voice for <laughs> the <whole> something. Time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Just sounds like I'm in like a large cathedral. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, but anyway, I, I wanted to mention that because uh, I would like to pose a challenge to the listeners. Okay, and this is a—I uh, mean, this is this is this is quite a—we uh, don't do this very often. But uh, if you can listen to that theme song and you can name every single movie, yeah, <laughs> that has a clip in the theme song, uh-huh. uh you will receive a prize. That is yet to be determined, but I assure you it'll be worth your time. Uh, tweet at us at Hubie Halloween One. Uh, I will say this: I'll say that uh, some of those 
a lot of those clips have been in previous versions of our uh, uh, podcast. So there we go. Take a listen. I think you're gonna. Uh, I don't know. Take I, a there, there's a couple listen. in there. Take couple a little obscure. listen with me. Take a little listen. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, speaking of the very cool people that listen to this show, uh. We have, uh, Jeremy, you know, Flick City is a, uh, it's a city, we're a real place, we're a community, we're building uh, mm-hmm. from the ground that's right, up. That's right, that's right, yeah. Yes, yeah. we just got our first 7-Eleven, uh-huh. uh, very excited about that. Uh, we are um, basically the best place on earth, and uh, you can I become a so. citizen of uh, Flick City uh, for $5 a month at our Patreon, uh, and Jeremy, why, why don't you tell the people, you know, just Give them a little taste of what they can get as a citizen. Oh, yeah. If you have the guts to travel over to patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, you can be the winner of a brand new exclusive podcast experience. What do I mean by that? Well, I guess what I mean is we have a bonus podcast over there, and for a measly, you know, five buckaroos a month, you can uh, you can get exclusive content over there. We we cover a lot uh, on the Patreon, including you know uh, films that have been suggested by our patrons. That's right. If you join, you can kind of tell us what to do, and we have no other choice but to do it. It's it sucks. It's a, it's horrible for us. We we hate we hate it. We hate the the deal that we've come up with, but it is the deal. No less. So if you want to make our lives absolutely miserable, go over to patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. <laughs> Suggest that we watch something and we have to do it, including movies like The Baby. Ever yeah. heard of The Baby? Well, look it up because we've covered it on the show. We've also covered seasons of shows like Tales from the Crypt. And this summer, we're about to wrap up our Spielberg summer series where we've covered, you know, uh, a handful, six of the early works of Steven Spielberg, oh, yeah. including all three Indiana Jones original, uh, the original Indiana Jones trilogy. Uh, it's a good time over there. We let our hair down. We really uh, let it let it lo- let loose, so to speak. Um, so yeah, I, I I would say do it or uh, die. You know, those are your options. Yep, those. That's it. And that's not a threat. That's just a. Uh... I mean, that's just the truth. Right, that's what, right. That's just happen. what kind of happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna die either way. That's um, true. But if you sign up for the Patreon, you'll die happy. You know. Yeah, I think so. I re- I like to think so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great times over there. And we also, you know, what we are uh, uh, as we develop this community, the Flick City government is also. Uh, you know, uh, the wheels are turning on that. So we're going to have some, uh, if you're on the Patreon, you know, if you're a Flick City citizen, you can, uh, you'll be able to vote in official Flick City elections that will determine uh, some of the stuff we cover on the show. So it'll be, uh, it's a good time. Uh, But Jeremy, I think it was the last episode we recorded, actually. You uh, asked me if I had watched uh, Telemarketers yet. And I said, what is that? (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. explained it to me, and I immediately signed up for 
my Max, uh, restarted the Max subscription. And, uh, you know, I watched it and I was like, damn, there's only uh, one episode out so far. So I've been, this is the first time in like a sense, probably the rehearsal where I've like just been like waiting all week. And and mm-hmm. and just as soon as the new episode drops, I'm you know hopping on hopping on the old Max app. And, yeah, uh, isn't that great? It's good stuff. And uh, I, I I've been watching a lot of these docu series, and uh, this one's pretty uh, it's pretty special. I like it. I think <laughs> so it too. Yeah, kicks a lot of ass. I know, and it's and I I would say I would describe it as like a pretty you know a pretty short good watch too like it's only three episodes so i would consider it a mini series and it's uh it's done now so you can watch the whole thing back to back you don't have to wait any longer for uh for episodes to come out you know right what i so the first thing that uh tickled my fancy about this uh i hate that saying i don't know why i just said that <laughs> tickled my fancy piqued my interest it. about uh the first thing that tickled my interest about uh, mm-hmm. this is you said that it was uh, <laughs> it is produced uh, by some great peeps. You know, we've got uh, yeah. David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, the Safty Bros, um, and uh, yeah, it's about uh, essentially. If you haven't seen it, you, you really should watch it because it rules. But we'll we'll talk about it uh, anyway. But it's uh, about this. Uh, telemarketing company initially it's about like this telemarketing company uh that hires all sorts of like you know ex-convicts and like high school dropouts and all sorts of people who are who just you know needing a job and stuff and a lot of people who can't get work uh, elsewhere um and they are hired at this company uh i think it's called c cbg yeah, CV? CVG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they um, are essentially instructed to uh, do this, be involved in this scam where they uh, collect money for like. I I can't remember if in the in the beginning it's real charities or not, or if it's it just starts out as fake charities. But essentially, these companies are like uh, you know calling people. Uh, as legally as possible, like posing as like, uh, you know, real chair, real sounding charities and like collecting right. money that just goes to like, you know, the executives of this ridiculous scam company. Is that like an okay explanation? Yeah, I, I, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it, the idea is that, um, they are, they're calling on behalf of, uh, you know, organizations like the, fraternal order of police yeah and stuff and collecting money hand over fist from elderly people who are on fixed incomes uh, primarily you know because those are the types of people that fall prey to these predatory you know collection scams or whatever and they give, I think legally they give about like 90, like 10% to the, goes to the actual organization and then right. 90% goes back into their pocket. So they're, you know, it's a kind of a billion dollar plus industry uh, that when you drill down into it is, is 
it it it's it's a scam. It's it's robbery, and there's not really any laws to protect people from this. Like there are sort of like I guess um, like little wrist slap fines that these companies will will get for for example posing as police officers, which is a big part of the collection scam is that they intentionally use language to try to make themselves sound like actual cops when they're calling. Hmm. Um, but then once they get this little slap on the wrist, they'll just sort of change their name and keep their client list and just like, and and then just keep doing what they're doing. Like it's, 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 it's more cost effective for them to just pay the fine and move on than it is for them to stop. Right. And, and there's, there's many of these, you know, companies. And then and then for charities, there's all these laws like, okay, like you have to say how much money goes to the charity and blah, blah, blah. But then they end up moving into PACs, which is, you know, um, political... Uh, Action committees. Yeah, right. And, th- and those, they don't, have to, they don't have to disclose anything. They can pretend to be whoever they want and... And it's it's real scumbag stuff, and the documentary is really fun because it shows the the real cast of characters that are behind a lot of these calls, and they're all like ex murderers, ex convicts. Uh, I think uh, the the guy who is sort of I would call him like the lead of the documentary. He's this guy named Pat, who's like an ex heroin addict. Who's I think that's one of the big strengths of the documentary. I don't know how you feel, it's but Pat, like, yeah, Pat, yeah, Pat is like this character that they found who's so charismatic and charming and funny and sweet natured, and but also like you know his life is in shambles. He's a ex con, ex heroin addict who's just trying to like make ends meet, but he just happens to be one of the best salesmen in the world. Like he collected so much money for these organizations. They show him, there's like footage of him like shooting up and then just like doing the whole like Uh swarmy (laughs) like telemarketer thing and just like getting, you know, getting a bunch of money from old people. And it's, 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 I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's such a, there, there needs to be like awareness of this. It's cool that there's a documentary about it. Um, but it's, it's so interesting, especially at the beginning, because you're like the documentarian, this guy, Sam Lippman Stern, um, he, you know, he starts out and kind of says like, he's, you know, a high school dropout and just kind of like needed a job. And he, this is the only, you know, place he could get a job. Right. And yeah. you, he, he starts working there and he's just got all of this footage of this place. And there's like people just like, doing heroin and like it's just like madness and he's explaining that like yeah they let us do like anything we want to here as long as we're like bringing in money um and again it's all like you know ex-cons and not all ex-cons but like you know all all sorts of uh different people and it's uh insane like it's it's the, the the that footage is is great and uh eventually he's able to get that footage to like some p at least one person who's that one journalist lady in in part yeah. three um but yeah. yeah at some point like him and pat so he's just filming this stuff and it's and i guess probably has this like loose idea of like making a documentary or whatever uh and 
him and Pat become buddies and Pat is just like a teddy bear. <laughs> like he's just right, like the right. sweetest, uh, you know, um, y- you feel just like there's the, he, he's, he's a very special guy. He's really, he's, he's seems, I, I feel like I've known people who have like qualities that Pat has. Right. Or, yeah. You know, you're just, he's, he's just so lovable. Um, but you also feel bad for him because he's like a heroin addict and you yeah. Know, he's, oh, yeah. a lot, a lot of the people in the beginning are like, you know, acknowledging that, yeah, we're, what we're doing for this company is like really terrible, but also like a lot of them don't have another way to make money or whatever, or, you know, totally. uh, like someone like who's going to hire them, you know, addiction they, they make... problems and yeah. Yeah. So at a certain point, Pat becomes like, uh, I guess I would say him and Sam are like, Pat, Pat is like the more of the on air, like host or like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, documentarian guy. Whereas right. Sam is kind of like the producer, uh, you know, who's filming everything. And at a certain point they, I guess Pat like disappears. Right. And then I'm, I'm, yeah. for, I'm forgetting the the details of part two because I haven't watched it in a while. But it's uh, at some point years later, Sam had moved to L.A. and was went back to like reunite with Pat and had at this point Sam had been working in TV for a little while and you know brought I think it's like his cousin or something. Uh-huh. Who, who who works in uh, production? Yeah, out and then we kind of get this like, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, Pat, Pat and Sam, you know, reunite, and uh-huh. uh, yeah. Pat is clean now, and they now have money to like go travel and do things, uh, and, and like to like actually spend money and, uh make like a proper documentary um which is most of what like parts two and three is and i don't know like what i there's so much about this that i loved i obviously pat is great um when i initially started watching this knowing that like danny mcbride uh, you know and david gordon green were attached as producers you think like oh this is going to be like funny or mm-hmm. whatever and it is they, there's like funny moments in it um right. but there's a i don't know like i felt like when i was watching it i was watching a story that like i was never supposed to see before or something oh totally yeah yeah like oh, there's, yeah. you know, uh, Sam, even, even Sam, the like documentarian guy is just saying like fuck all the time. And like, he almost like talks like, uh, like Danny McBride ish sort of, uh, you know, it's very like, um, yeah, it it's just feels very, uh, I don't know what the good word, what it, a good word is for there's it. There's an like, authenticity to authentic, it. Authentic. Like yeah. Yeah. It feels like, um. It just kind of feels also like you know these people, like you're hanging out with friends or something. And like maybe not everyone has the same kind of experience or live lived through the same kind of experiences that we have. But like, I, I mean, these guys are straight out of like my hometown 
of like you know guys who never left <laughs> basically like like uh you know they're what's inspiring about the documentary is you're seeing people who are kind of big fuck ups, but doing something about it or something. They're like, they're like, it's like a tale about like, Hey, like if you ever think that you don't have the means or the capability to do something extraordinary, just watch these two guys. They're about as like unhirable as you can get. And they're putting all of that effort into something extraordinary and it really is kind of an extraordinary accomplishment they get they sit down with an actual u.s senator senator at one point Mm -hmm. they they expose this huge industry of fraud that's happening right under everyone's noses with the police consent which is nuts that like the cops are pretty are basically in on it as you know con artists and conning the american public uh, and, and it's a point that they make over and over is that like the police do get like a very small amount of money. So in their words, like what, what did they care if people are getting frauded out of 90% of their funds? Um, I think it's a huge accomplishment for these two guys who otherwise would kind of just be an obscurity. You know what I mean? Like they would kind of just be whatever, like, uh, so it's it's kind of it's very inspiring on multiple levels and i and i think like you know uh, it it also has a coolness factor and a trashy factor to it which i really like like these are ex-convicts they are like they are like uh rough around the edges types of people they like to have fun in very you know sort of like heightened and extreme ways and i love being a fly on the wall for that kind of thing and it kind of reminds me of the early scenes in wolf of wall street you know before Mm. he gets up into like the you know uh the the higher tier when he's kind of on that low bottom rung tier the boiler room tier uh yeah and i think that's what probably attracted you know the you know danny mcbride jody hill and the safties to it is like you know this this these are their people in some respects you know the low lifes the 'er ne'er-do-wells dirt bags or whatever And, and and so if you like stuff about, you know, the lower class sort of rising up and taking on the upper class, the underdog tale, so to speak, it's it's really great. Yeah, it's, uh, yes, agreed. I, I think that another, uh, one besides just like the main story is, you know, the whole telemarketing scam is fascinating, but also just seeing these two, uh, I love that this is like, a project that started years ago and was just sort of like revived. I love that we get to see these two guys who, and you know, some other like smaller characters that we see uh, from time to time who are like, um, you know, like Pat in part one is like struggling with heroin addiction and uh, Sam is just like a sort of like a high school dropout. And we, we kind of, get to see them uh we we get to see them like get passionate about this thing that they're doing and it's like right you know it's very um admirable frankly because like it it would be scary there's points where they're like they think they're being followed and stuff and it would be scary to like make something like this and they just seem kind of like fearless about it um which is cool and then we get to see them actually like uh 
start to, I don't know, thrive a little bit more as people like Sam's working in Hollywood. Obviously they, they get to make this documentary, but even Pat is, is he's clean and he's like, he's just so, I, man, I love how excited he gets about like so many little things. Um, you know, there's in part three, he, basically goes undercover and starts working again at like one right. of these new telemarketing companies. Right. Um, and he gets so stoked about, uh, <laughs> you know, how, how it all works out. And there's a point towards the end where he's like, someone calls him a whistleblower and he, uh-huh. g- he gets this big like grin on his face and he's like, I'm a whistleblower. Like he's like yeah. realizing like, I guess, I you know, he's work. actually yeah. doing something like really fucking cool uh, and, and good for the world. I think that another side of this documentary is like the frustrating part of it is like how annoying um, the people in power are that are like right. shown in this documentary and how, you know, you have to wonder if like guys like this are taken less seriously just because of. I don't know the way that they look or the way that they act or, or, right. you know, like I even get the sense. So, uh, Richard Blum- Blumenthal is the Senator mm-hmm. that they finally sit down with towards the end. And he treats them like shit, frankly. Oh <laughs> He's like, gosh, not, yeah. he has like zero t- patience for them at all. Doesn't really care what they're talking about. You know, there's a, a theme from like the, the government and the authorities over the course of this documentary is like, yeah, we can't do anything about it or like, you right, know, right. we'll do something yeah. about it if we think it's necessary. And it's, yeah, annoying. it's, it's, it's really super sad, but yeah, I do like seeing Pat get clean and then sort of level up. Uh, um, that is like a big part of it. And I think it's, I don't know. It's cool. And like that time jump between episode two and three is like really fun. Cause you're seeing, like, uh, you know, these two kind of best friends, their lives, like, sort of, you know, be shaped by this by this big obstacle in their life, which is the telemarketing scam. Like, they, they, they started going up against a juggernaut, and it proved to be a pretty big deal. Like, so much so that, yes, they were pr- followed and threatened, and then, you know... By the end, it's like, what can you even do about it? Is sort of the one of the things it leaves you with. But it's, I don't know. The whole time though, it's you're just sort of like you're in it with them, and I think that's like a big. It's a. I mean, that's why I recommend the documentary so much too. Is just like it. It does what a documentary should do, which is pull you into a world you don't have any idea about. It's like a good book or something, you know. Right. I like too that we're kind of getting not kind of we're like just completely getting the like uh story of even like making the documentary you know what I mean like there's a there's a part towards the end they start to travel uh to Florida which by the way Pat like making them drive everywhere for hours cuz he's afraid of flying is is great right um but you know, they like drive down to Florida to like try because they have an interview set up and then it gets canceled. And then they're like, you know, just driving aimlessly around the country, just trying to like, trying to, trying to like ha- take down these, uh, you know, awful, uh, telemarketing companies. And, uh, it's interesting. I mean, we, we I, there aren't many documentaries like that where they're actually, um, 
like even from the beginning, Sam Littman Stern is sort of like explaining what he's even doing. You know what I mean? It's like a peek behind the curtain and it feels, it makes the documentary continue to feel like um, it has this like home movie quality to it, you know? Yeah, totally. It's like a really elaborate like, you know, project for like a class or something uh, where it's not, you know, nice and shiny and the sound's not amazing in parts and, you know, all this stuff. And it, it all kind of adds up to being this, like you said, like super authentic thing. What do you think about? I I think that that's the strength too, is the way that it like looks and feels so raw. You know? Yes. Agreed. What do you think about uh, how the documentary ends? Because part of me, when I was watching the documentary, um, I was thinking, um, I I thought I had thought that it was three parts, and like pretty far into part three, I was like, well, it can't end yet, and then it it does. And part of me was thinking, well, you know, this is great, so I want it to go on for longer. But then I was thinking, like. The whole the whole point of this and the whole accomplishment, and it is a big accomplishment, is that these guys were able to like bring awareness to something that I guarantee you like very few people knew about before watching this. Um, and I'm, totally. I'm you know I'm watching all of these docu series now because I have this HBO subscription. I'm not calling it Max. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> HBO. And there's, you know, like all these like high budget, like great, you know, expertly like crafted documentaries. And, you know, they all have these, uh, a lot of them have these, you know, like great endings and whatever. And that's kind of like not the point with this documentary, not really the point with a lot of documentaries. You know what I mean? Like this, This right. is at a certain point this just becomes like man I just can't wait to see like how much farther these guys can take this you know the accomplishment yeah. is that they just this thing exists and people get to watch it Yeah I think that's exactly right like it's um it doesn't I would say that the ending of it it doesn't really end in like a place where you're like wow and they affected all this change it's more of like this very realistic sort of sobering ending of like well, and there's lots more work to do, and it's going to take a long time if we want to, you know, break any more ground on this. And, you know, it's like, yeah, so it's a bummer. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a bummer ending for them, though. Like, they have a good ending as as people. And they did, We, you know, they did everything they could possibly do. Absolutely. Yeah, they didn't leave anything you know, on like they went to like a know, police yeah. convention and like confronted <laughs> police oh, officers. Dude. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So I, but, but it is sort of like not a satisfying ending. If you wanted to see some, you know, some bad people go down for their crimes. Let's just put right. it that way. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, telemarketers, highly recommend it. Any, any final thoughts, Absolutely. Jeremy, before we uh, wrap her up? No, no, that, it's, it's, it's great. Um, 
you know, and even if you feel like parts of it are, you know, we talked, we did, we, we talked a lot about it, but it's still like, I think seeing it is the experience of it more than just hearing about it. Like that this happens and this happens. It sort of like doesn't really do it justice. I think you gotta, you gotta watch it. Right. And I also think, I mean, I definitely have had one or two of these and uh, many of us probably have is the, the CVG footage and st- you know, the stories that we hear is, is like super over the top and crazy. And it's, kind of nuts um but it's also like it got me thinking about you know this is not too dissimilar from like one or two of the places i've worked at in the past you oh, know yeah. when i was oh, yeah. uh especially like those, like startups and stuff yeah yeah so uh yeah highly recommend um if you are jonesing for some more quality content. Uh, get on over to that Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We're doing, like Jeremy said, we're wrapping up Spielberg summer at the moment. And uh, then we will be getting into the spooky season uh, on the podcast. We will be talking about, Ooh. well, you know what? Um, get those suggestions in. I'll say that. Uh, Hubie Halloween one is our Twitter. Or if you get on Patreon, I mean, that's the easiest way to get us all of us really go on Patreon, sign up and, uh, you know, send us a message or comment or whatever, but, uh, get in those requests for, uh, horror movies you want us to cover summer horrors and, uh, October horrors. But, uh, otherwise, you know, if you don't, it's going to be another month of monkey bone <laughs> over yeah. and over. No, we're not going to do that. We do have to do something stupid again for November though. Right. Cause isn't mm-hmm. that, what did we do before yeah. Monkey Bone Vember? It was No Shave November. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did we, we do Airheads? Movies where people couldn't shave. No, we never did Airheads. Hmm. There was another we, one we where we watched Airheads, but we, I don't think we've ever. Maybe I'm thinking of Blart Month. We covered the Paul Blart. Blart Vember. Yeah, Blart Vember. There we go. Anyway, uh, good times over there. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, any uh, final words? No way. Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. <laughs>